happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we are walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also how they are an expression of worship. We are noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who He is and what He has done. We point out the greatness of God and recognize His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we praise God, learn of Him, and celebrate His goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 84. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. I am Kim Miller, alongside Erica Close. Hello, everyone. And we're so excited that you decided to spend the next few moments with us as we look at Psalm 84. We're going to begin reading at verse 1 and conclude in its entirety in verse 12. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Thank you. As I was preparing for this podcast today, this psalm just absolutely, I guess I could say it just sort of jumped out at me because it made me feel the incredible longing that David had to be in the presence of God. And I think that that is what God wants for all of us. He wants us to love him the way he loves us, He wants us to love him enough to want to be in his presence, to dwell in his presence all the time. 
the Bible says that we are to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and that we are to have no other gods before him. And in an earthly sense, when we love somebody, we long to be near them. We, we miss them when they're not with us. We try not to let much time go between seeing them and talking to them. And part of our relationship is built upon the companionship and the conversations and the time we spend with each other. And we understand that very well in an earthly perspective. And most of us do very well at maintaining contact and time with the people we love. But somehow, some way, we just forget about that being so important with God and having God in our lives in such a way that we are constantly communing with him. And I think that this verse shows us examples of what this longing would be like if we had that longing, because that first verse says how amiable, you know, how lovely are they tabernacles? Like the places where God is would be the tabernacle. Oh, Lord of hosts, the Lord of so many things, so many people, the, a host of a whole, whole host. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. Like, like his soul is longing so much to be in God's presence that it could, it could cause him to faint. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. A living God is a God that is alive and that is active, right? A God that he has a relationship with. And he wants to be, as he said, his soul, his heart, and his flesh. Everything is crying out to be with, to spend time with, to be in the presence of the living God. And the living God is what separates him from Buddha and Confucius and any other idol or God that the world might be worshiping because it's a living God. And that's why the word of God is different than any other book. It's alive and it's dynamic and it creates in you the understanding of what God would have you to do and what he would have you to be. And you get to know who God is by reading it. God is alive and well. We're not just worshiping a God on the things he did in the past. He continually, daily, loads us with benefits and leads us and directs us and cares for us. I love that you use the word daily because this next section is about dwelling, right? We, we dwell in our house every day, right? To dwell is to, to live, to make your home there. Verse 3 talks about how the sparrow has found a house and the swallow has found a nest, Right? These, these birds have found places to call their home, which is the same thing right? that the psalmist has found in the presence of God. He has found home. And verse 4 said, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will still be praising thee. To me, that says they will continually be praising the Lord. Those of us that dwell with Jesus will have a habit of praise, an attitude of praise, a lifestyle of praise, because it's where we're making our home. And he says to us to enter his courts with thanksgiving. And no one has more to be thankful for than the child of God. As we go on in this psalm, the, the message switches a little bit to, I think, having the satisfaction of being, dwell, of being able to dwell with the Lord to what that 
makes for the believer, what that gives to the believer. Verse 5 talks about the strength, right? The man whose strength, blessed is the man whose strength is in God, in whose heart are God's ways. And then verse 6 talks about passing through the valley of Baca, which is a a, a term for a tremendously sad place. It's often called like the weeping valley. It's a tremendously sad place, right? So when, who, when passing through that, the tremendously sad places in our lives is still okay because of the strength of the Lord. I think it's important to really hone in on the back part of that verse five, where it says, in whose heart are the ways of them whose heart is the ways of God. Mm-hmm. The psalmist David throughout is always talking about a relationship and a close relationship with God and coming to him when he has failed and getting the forgiveness. But he also tells us to hide the word of God in our hearts that we would not sin against God. And those are the kind of things that we as Christians need to be consciously doing. We need to be drawing close to the Lord and we need to put his word in our hearts so that it's we speak Jesus, we live Jesus, we follow the commandments, not because they're grievous, because we love him, they won't be grievous, but because they are the, they are the words of life. Mm-hmm. And this living God is speaking the words of life to us as we read his word and draw close to him. The next verse, verse 8, switches a little bit and talks less about God and about going knowing God and talks to God. And the verse says, O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer, right? Give ear to, to me. And it talks about you as the God, as talking to God as the God of Jacob. Like, like the psalmist is knowing that this is the God who has delivered the Israelites from so many things. I think when he says the God of Jacob, what he's saying there is, the God who has done so many things, the same God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, of, you know, the Israelites leaving Egypt, the Israelites settling in the promised land. It's that God, this history of a God who does amazing things. Listen to me. And then in verse nine, he's asking God to look at him. That's a very personal thing. He's saying, behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. He's asking God to look at him and to see him for who he is. Because he has a relationship with God, and he wants to be in front of him. He wants to be in his presence. And he says, look upon thine anointed. When we live a life that is pleasing to God, when we live a life following the commandments of God, and seeking his will and his instruction and his presence. When we stay in front of him, we not only find favor, we are anointed. His hand is upon us, and we prosper in the things that we do, and we are productive for the kingdom, not because of us, but because in his presence, his life-giving Love and grace and mercy flows through us to others. And when we lift him up, he draws all men unto him. And in the presence of God, 
when we are living a life that can be blessed by God by following what he's asking us through the power of the Holy Spirit in us, who's enabling us to do the right thing, when we are doing that, we not only have the favor of God, we have the anointing of God. And look at what comes with that. Like, Look at verse 10. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I would rather be just the one who gets to open the door, right? Be just the one that is close enough to God, you know, to see him every time I open the door than to be without, right? Than to be outside of God living in a tent of wickedness. I love that. I love that image. Yes, and this is a king talking, right? He would rather just be the one who gets to open and shut the door than to be out in sin and out in the wickedness and without God. That's a huge statement. I think that children of God who have not fully submitted their lives to the Lord and have not allowed him to have full reign really don't understand what they're missing. And I'm not sure that there are words that can be used to articulate to someone what it feels like to stand in the presence of an almighty God, knowing that you are worthy because of the blood he has put upon you and knowing that he wants you to be in his presence. And there's a joy unspeakable and there's a peace that passes understanding there. There's a calmness and there is a serenity that I believe words defy us but there's a few hymn writers that tried it (laughs) i'd rather have jesus than anything Anything. i believe he tried it i believe he walks with me and talks with me and tells me i am his own i believe when you know the lord in such a personal way that that longing he talks about in the first few verses It just flows naturally from you. The psalm ends with the psalmist talking about who God is again. And he says, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield, right? Both the sun that gives light and warmth and light and a shield from any time that the sun, you know, would be too much. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from then that walk uprightly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a God we serve. And we're only going to walk uprightly when we're walking with him. We cannot walk uprightly without him. It's about relationship. The psalm closes out in verse 12 and says, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. And you know, Erica, the amazing thing is, is that he wants you to walk with him. He wants you to walk in step and in sync. He invites us. He longs for that. He says, come boldly unto the throne of grace that you may find help in time of trouble. He says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. And knock and it shall be opened unto you. He says, cast all your cares upon me. For I care for you. He says that, you know, he wants you 
to love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your spirit. What an amazing passage of scripture. Would you read the last verse for us again? O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. It is our prayer at Woman at the Well Ministries that you have placed your trust in the Lord and you have received his free gift of salvation. If you've not made that life-changing decision, then we ask that you get in touch with us through our website or through our app, and we will gladly uh, walk you through that and let you know all that God has for you when you become a child of the Most High God. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl